Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 27th, 2023. So here we are on the, the Monday after Thanksgiving. I hope that you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. I know that I did. I hope that you ate too much because I know that I did, but that you were surrounded with love and friends and family and all of that. I had a great weekend. I pray that you did as well. So as we now seek to close out 2023 strong, Earlier this year, we started the year with a series on all the, the miracles of Jesus, and we studied every miracle that Jesus performed in the new covenant. And now we're studying the parables of Jesus, and we're going to get to try to get through all of these. We'll see how many we can get through before the end of the year. But right now, today, I'm going to introduce you to a parable. Is the parable of the unforgiving servant. So I'm going to deal with forgiveness today. So if you have bitterness or unforgiveness or malice or hatred or grudges in your heart, God is going to deal with you today to let it go. Put this in the chat. I refuse to keep good records of bad things. As a believer, you should not keep good records of bad things. Let that stuff go. God wants you to be healthy inside and out. So the title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, Part 104, 104 messages from the parable so far. 70 times seven, the fullness of forgiveness. 70 times seven. We're going to learn what that means here. The fullness of forgiveness. Open up your heart to forgive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Before we do, there's a scripture we've been looking at all year, Psalms 126 and verse four. Let's look at it again. At our church, we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So because of that, we've been meditating on this verse. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. If there's an area of your life that's dried up, God is gonna refresh it in this season. The Bible says, restore us to our former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. All right, so let's talk about forgiveness. Uh, let's talk about not keeping good records of bad things. Let's talk about letting people go the way that God has let you go. Let's talk about being healthy inside and out. In Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse 21, we're going to go down to verse 35. The Bible says, Peter approached Jesus and said, hey, Jesus, got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Well, I know you, you're big on forgiveness and stuff, but how many times... Do I have to forgive somebody? Like, what if somebody keeps offending me? Like, I forgive them, but then they do it again. I forgive them, then they do it again. Should I, do I have to forgive them like seven times? And Jesus answered, no, not seven times, Peter, but 70 times seven. And he didn't mean like, <laughs> like keep record, like, oh, 490, oh, you have 491, forget. No, no. He was like 70 times seven in one day, and you still got to keep forgiving. Then he said, okay, let me give you a lesson on forgiveness. Let me, let me kind of explain to you what forgiveness looks like in the kingdom of God. So once there was a king who had servants, and the servants borrowed money from the royal treasury. And so the king decided to settle accounts with all the servants. So as he began the process, it came to his attention that one of his servants owed him a billion dollars with a B. 
a billion dollars. So the king summons the servants and he summoned this guy. He says, man, hey, I need you to pay, pay me what you owe me. And the servant was unable to repay the debt. So initially the king was just operating like anyone else in the world. So the king ordered that the servant would be sold as a slave with his wife and his children and everything they own and see how much money he could recover from the billion dollars. He wasn't going to get a billion dollars back, but he said, okay, let's go ahead and sell this guy and his wife and his kids and everything he owns, sell it all and see how much money we can recoup. But then the servant threw his face down. I mean, he fell face down towards the king, the master's feet. He begged for mercy. Put in the chat, thank God for mercy. He begged for mercy. He says, hey, Mr. King, please be patient with me. Give me more time and I will repay you what I owe you. But upon hearing this, this is what the Bible says. This is a story, but the story is supposed to reflect God. The king had compassion on the servant and said, you know what? I don't, I don't even think you're going to be able to repay me. So I'm going to forgive the debt. He forgave a billion dollars, right? Debt cancellation, $1 billion debt cancellation, canceled, eliminated in one moment. Don't worry about it. You don't have to pay me back. A billion dollars. Put in the chat. That's a lot of money. Thank God for mercy, right? Verse 28. No sooner did that servant leave the king. As soon as he left, he met one of his fellow servants who owed him money. This guy owed him $20,000. He just was forgiven of a billion dollars. This guy owed him $20,000. So he grabbed him and grabbed him by the, by the throat and started choking him and says, you better pay me right now everything that you owe me. But that servant fell face down on the ground and begged him, just like he did with the king. Please be patient with me. If you just give me more time, I'm going to pay you what I owe you. But the one who had his debt forgiven stubbornly refused to forgive what was owed to him. And he had his fellow servant thrown into prison and demanded that he remain there until he paid the debt in full. He said, no, you're going to jail and you can't leave the jail until I get my $20,000. So when his associates, one of his friends, found out what was going on, he was pissed off. Oh, he was outraged, the Bible says. I'm, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, so he was pissed off. He was pissed off and he went and told the king the whole story. He was like, man, you just forgave this dude a billion dollars and this other guy owed him 20,000. And, and, and look what he did. He has him, he's in, he's in jail right now. He says he can't leave the jail until he pays him everything you owe. So the king said, bring that dude back to me. So they brought him back. And when he brought him back, he said, you scoundrel, is this the way that you respond to my mercy? Because you begged me, I forgave you the massive debt that you owed me. Why didn't you show that same mercy to your fellow servant? In fury and in anger, the king turned him over to the prison guards and said, I want you to torture this man until he pays me back the billion dollars. Of course, he can't pay it. So he's going to be in torture forever. In the same way, my heavenly father, Jesus says, will deal with any of you. Oh my God. If you do not release forgiveness from your heart, the same way that God releases forgiveness towards you, towards your fellow believer, says the way that God deals with you, you're supposed to deal with other people. So what does this mean for you 
today. Lord have mercy. This is some heavy stuff. This is some good stuff. So as we look at this unforgiving servant, we're going to be confronted. Our hearts will be confronted with the way that we deal with other people, with the nature of forgiveness, which is really like a cornerstone to the Christian faith. This parable presented by Jesus comes in response to, to Peter's question. How many times? How many times am I supposed to forgive somebody? And it's a reminder of God's boundless grace. And it's also a reminder of the requirement, the imperative that God places on us that the same grace that I extend towards you, you're supposed to extend that to other people, right? It's a narrative that challenges us to understand forgiveness. And it also invites us to operate in the same level of forgiveness that God has extended towards us to extend it towards other people. It's a parable that causes us to consider our perspective of mercy and justice and this radical call to forgive people 70 times seven in one day. All right, so I have a few things to share with you this morning. Let me get into these things. I want you to open up your heart to receive. Rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Let's lock in. You ready? Number one, the nature of divine forgiveness. Put in the chat, God's forgiveness is different, right? The way that we think, a lot of people think of forgiveness. No, God's forgiveness is forgiveness on a whole nother level. God's forgiveness is immeasurable. It's gracious. And it goes beyond human comprehension. It's not, it, it goes, be, it's, it's supernatural, right? God's forgiveness is supernatural. Just as the king forgave his servant of an enormous debt. I'm talking about $1 billion, a billion dollars he forgave him. God forgave us of our sins. It was, it was a debt that we could not pay, right? It was impossible for you and I to pay this debt and God eliminated the debt. We got supernatural debt cancellation for our sins in one moment because of Jesus. This forgiveness is not based on our merit. It is based on the love of God, the grace of God, and the mercy of God. God's grace and his mercies are new every morning. So when you understand the magnitude of the debt that you were forget, forgiven from, right? Like I could never have earned my righteousness. I was on my way to hell and God forgave me of my sin. Oh my God, you should appreciate now how God deals with you. You're supposed to deal with other people. When you appreciate your own forgiveness, you should be a model of how to forgive other people. This parable challenges us to grasp the enormity of God's love and grace and forgiveness towards us, and then to reflect that in this world towards other people. Number two, the human tendency to withhold forgiveness. There is a human tendency, right? So you're born again, but there's parts of you that haven't been renewed yet. So there's this human tendency to hold on to grudges. There's this human tendency, and especially when people say, oh, I'm going to forgive, but I'm not going to forget. Well, <laughs> Of course, I mean, I'm not forgetting, but but really the way you said that, you're still holding on to it, right? I mean, so you got to be quick to forgive and let people go in your heart. Despite being forgiven of much, oftentimes, let's be honest, as humans, we struggle to forgive others. We struggle to let people go in our hearts the way that God has let us go in his heart. God has been extremely kind to us and gracious to, to us. And this parable is teaching us that he expects us to forgive the way he has forgiven us. Put in the chat, God expects me to forgive the way he has forgiven me, right? So even there are people who love God, let's be honest. There are people who love God, who go to church Sunday after Sunday, who struggle in this area. There are people who love God, but they just can't let it go. Like if, if I'm preaching on, on, I could be preaching on anything, but if the Lord says, hey, do an altar call for unforgiveness, I'd be like, hey, 
Tell you what, I feel, okay, if you're holding on to bitterness or malice or unforgiveness or root of bitterness in your heart, if there's somebody in your heart that you got to let go and the Holy Ghost is saying, hey, just let them go. Come up here to the altar. We're going to pray for you. The altar is always packed. And when I look, it's people that are in church every Sunday, people that love God. And I don't know why, but but there's this human tendency to hold on to stuff. The servant's refusal to forgive a much smaller debt is an illustration of how we are as humans. There's a tendency to receive forgiveness from God, but then to not extend that same forgiveness towards other people. And so if you hold on to bitterness or unforgiveness, it's just going to put you in a cycle of anger and bitterness and pain. So this parable calls us to self-examination. Put in the chat, I'm going to I'm going to check my own heart, right? We we need to check our own heart with regarding our own shortcoming, shortcomings where forgiveness is concerned. It's a reminder that forgiveness as it relates to God is a condition of the heart. And we have to let people go. Now I'm going I'm going to explain later like you know that doesn't mean they still have to be part of your life. But you do, do need to let them go if you want to be healthy. Number three, the consequences of unforgiveness. So the unforgiving servant in this parable, man, he had consequences. I mean, like he was in like eternal torment, right? There are, there are consequences for not forgiving. When you, when you have a lack of mercy or grace uh, towards other people, there will be spiritual consequences because God will deal with you the way that you deal with them. Unforgiveness can imprison us spiritually, emotionally, and relationally. Like when, you, when you're when you harboring bitterness in your heart and you get a root of bitterness, man, it could just make you angry. It, it will hinder your... Uh, first, first of all, unforgiveness is a blessing blocker, right? Uh, th- there's a passage that says, whatever you uh, ask, whatever you believe God for, you can ask in faith without a doubt, without wavering, you're going to receive it. But if you have unforgiveness in your heart, you need to go ahead and, and, and reconcile with your brother, right? And so it's like unforgiveness is going to be a blessing blocker. Put in the chat, I release every blessing blocker. If you hold on to unforgiveness long enough, your heart is going to grow a root of bitterness. And once you, have you ever met somebody that's saved, that loves God, but they're bitter? They're just angry. And, and, and it will negatively impact many areas of your life. This parable is warning us of what can happen in the spirit. The parable says, in a fury of anger, the king turned over to him and threw him, told the prison guards, torture this man until his debt is repaid. And Jesus said, in the same way, your heavenly father is going to deal with you if you do not forgive, right? You got to let people go. This parable is driving home the seriousness of unforgiveness as it relates to God. God is like, if you want to walk with, with me, I want you to forgive other people the way that I forgive you. Forgiving others is not optional. It is a command from God. Put in the chat, forgiveness is not optional. Forgiveness is a command from God. Number four, forgiveness is a reflection of God's character. See, when you forgive others, you are a mirror that is reflecting the character of God in this world. Remember, God is rich in mercy and slow to anger. So God wants us as his children to be rich in mercy and slow to anger. Forgiveness is an act of obedience that aligns us with God's will. It demonstrates the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Through forgiveness, we become conduits of God's grace and his love in this world so that when people come in contact with us, they come in contact with God because we, our heart is reflecting the heart of God. Put in the chat, my heart reflects the heart of God. So this parable is teaching us that forgiveness is a critical attribute when you walk with God. 
It, it, it represents the transformative power of Christ Jesus himself. And it challenges us to express God's love even when it's complicated. Oh, Brother Pena, you don't understand. You don't understand what he did to me, what she did to me. Well, what did you do to God? God still forgave you. So God still wants you to forgive them, even when it's complicated. People are messy. I know that people are messy. Listen, ministry, we're in the people business. I know that people are messy, but God still expects you to forgive. Number five, I have I have six things. I'm, I'm wrapping up. Number five, here's some practical steps towards cultivating a forgiving heart. You ready? Number one, acknowledge the depth of God's forgiveness towards you. And let that be the foundation for how you treat other people. Like, like spend some time thinking about how God deals with me. And Lord, help me to make that the foundation of how I will deal with other people. Number two, pray, pray for a heart that mirrors God's heart. Put in the chat, I want my heart to mirror God's heart. One that is quick to forgive. One that is slow to anger. Number three, actively choose to forgive even when your emotions are not in alignment, even when you're, you're huffing and puffing, just remind yourself, you are a spirit. The real you is a spirit. Your spirit can tell your soul what to think. Even when you don't feel like, your spirit can overrule your soul and be like, no, you know what the Bible says is we're going to forgive. And so you can tell your feelings how to feel. You can tell your emotions how to emote. You can take control of your emotions and not be driven by your feelings. No, you're going to live by faith. You're going to practice forgiveness even when your emotions are not in alignment. Number four, you're going to practice forgiveness as a daily discipline. You remember that, that, that forgiveness is a journey. It's not a one-time act. It's I'm living my life with an attitude of gratitude and an attitude of forgiveness. And then number five, trust God to heal the wounds that were caused by other people. I know that people are messy. I know that sometimes people hurt people. I know that you could have got hurt in church. Like, you know, I know that people have church hurt, but trust God to heal those wounds so that you can reflect his love and his grace and his mercy in this world. You got to believe God to heal your heart. You got to believe God to give you a heart that is like his heart, that he would put his words down in your heart, you know, written upon the flesh of your heart so that you can be a living letter and an example of his love and grace in this world. Say amen to that. This is, a, this is a challenging message for us today to reflect the heart of God. Number six, last point. Godly forgiveness does not mean that you have to be susceptible to toxic relationships. Just because God tells you to forgive, it doesn't mean that you have to keep people in your life that are not good for you. There are some people in your life that are not good for you. There are some people that are toxic. There are some people that are not supposed to go with you. Like as we get ready for 2023, going into 2024, you need to take inventory. There are some people that shouldn't go into 2024 with you. There are some people that are just not good with you. That doesn't mean that, I mean, you're supposed to forgive them and, and love them and let them go in your heart, but that doesn't mean that they have to go with you. So seeking reconciliation, that's great. Seek reconciliation where possible, but understand that forgiveness does not always mean that the relationship has to be restored. Sometimes you forgive them because you need to be healthy, right? You need to be healthy in your own heart because if you hold on to unforgiveness, unforgiveness will cause you to die a slow death. So you don't want to do that. Unforgiveness is like like drinking poison and thinking the other person is going to get hurt. No, unforgiveness is killing you. So you want to let that go so that you can be healthy 
but it doesn't mean that these people may be good for you. So you can forgive and release someone in your heart, freeing you, right? And freeing them and letting them go. That does, I forgive you, I love you. I'm just gonna, you know, that doesn't mean that we're gonna, that the relationship is gonna be the same and we're gonna be as close as we used to be. No, there's some boundaries. I can, I can forgive you and still have boundaries. Having a heart to forgive doesn't mean that you have to expose yourself to people that are not part of God's plan for your life. Forgiveness helps you to maintain a healthy heart, a healthy soul, while still maintaining the boundaries that you need so that you can become the man or the woman that God is destined for you to be while you're in the land of the living. Say amen to that. You know what? I didn't get excited. I didn't preach this morning. I, I worked my way through these six points. And this is something you might need to listen to again. This is actually something you definitely need to share with other people. This is a very important message about relationships. Right now at our church, we're talking about linking up, connecting with people. We got to forgive. We got to let people go. But we also got to have discernment concerning which people should be like at different levels. There's, there's different types of relationships. Jesus had the 5,000, but he, he wasn't always with them. Then Jesus had the seventy. And he poured into them at a different level. Then Jesus had the 12, and he was with them all the time. But then when, when it got down to the nitty-gritty, Jesus had the three. And so, so there, there were certain things that Jesus did with the three that he didn't do with the 12 or the 70 or the 5,000. You don't have to just let people into your circle that are not supposed to be part of your circle, but you do have to let them go and forgive them in your heart. Say amen to that. That was a lot. That was a lot. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and, and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I come before you in humility, acknowledging the vastness of your forgiveness towards me. Help me, Father, to grasp the depth of your grace. And I declare that your grace is the foundation for my life. It is the way that I treat others. I confess that I have struggled to forgive others the way you have forgiven me, but today I choose to release unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment from my heart. You give me the strength to forgive those who have done me wrong, understanding that this reflects your character and your command. Help me, Father, to see others the way that you see them and to forgive them freely the way that you have forgiven me. I trust you, Father, to heal my wounds and to provide me the grace I need to walk in forgiveness daily and living with this mindset I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Tell me what you got out of it. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. God bless you. 
If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.